0: The Ringer Wrestling Show is getting you closer to all things pro wrestling. The Mass Man Show with David and Kaz drops every Thursday on the feed, along with a new show hosted by pro wrestling superfan Evan Mack called Mac Mania. Plus, hear instant reactions to all the biggest WWE pay-per-view events with our post-pay-per-view shows. Check out The Ringer Wrestling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile.
0: Is it a football <laughs> equivalent <laughs> of Bitcoin and everyone's being cons? <laughs>
2: exactly, <laughs> exactly. I
1: gotta plugged out, I gotta come out. everyone, welcome to Writers House on Ringer FC, hope you're all safe and well. Today we are going to talk a little bit about Jaden Sancho, as well as some English boys abroad, then we've got another Writers House Wall of Fame entrant, this time it's the legend Kelly Smith, we'll also give some flowers to Emil Smith Rowe. And my guests are Flo Lloyd use, the wonderful Flo Lloyd Hughes, and Mr Musa Akwanga. How are you doing, ladies and gents? Good, yeah. Very well, very well. Good to good to hear Really good. Good to hear what have you been up to, miss? What's happening? Just minding my own business. You're still on your world tour, kind of? Vibe. Yes. <laughs>
2: world tour. <laughs> yes, I am. I am still on it. Yeah. What
1: about you, Flo?
0: Um, I've been doing a little mini world tour of the Midlands. Um, I was at Coventry on Saturday and then mm-hmm. I was at Leicester on Sunday. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's all, I've, all I have to say at the moment.
1: Can I just say, because sometimes people don't say it themselves and sometimes people don't ask, but... I feel really good today. I, I, I've got. I just feel very excited. I'm very excited about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, can we talk about all of that yet? Can we just? Well, can we talk to be about honest, no, no. No, I'm just saying I'm Just excited. <laughs> We're talking <laughs> about it at some stage in depth, but like, I wanted to. Um, in fact, move. I want to move on to just you uh, know the Jaden S- Sancho. What you put in the group? Yeah. Oh, this. I thought that was me athletic.
2: Um, this report. Yeah. Me athletic. Um, yes. Uh, Jaden Sancho was reported to have said that he found. That he was like, you know, overwhelmed by the pace of the game yeah. against Newcastle when Steve Bruce was there. I read that and I have to, th- I have to say my first look. As a Manchester mm. United fan, watching Jadon Sancho go there, you're like, oh my goodness, he's Jadon Sancho. But as a football yes. fan and as someone who cares deeply about the direction of his career, honestly, I, I'm not excited about the prospect of him wow. staying there. Wow, already isn't even... I'm, I'm not, I'm not exci- no, I'm not excited about it because Ian, here's the thing. There's no plan... He's always thrived in a structure where there's a plan. And I can see it. You mm. happen to Donny van der Beek. You go from a team that is so well coached, where your role is so clear. And the mm. things that are said about Donny van der Beek are now starting to be said about Sancho. Oh, he's not this. He's not good. And there's always this defensiveness. If it doesn't work at your club, mm. it's, it's the player's fault. hasn't got character. I'm like, you can't, you can talk about character all you like, right? But if you're not in a system where there's a structure, how do you excel? You can be a brilliant chemistry, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry to be, you can be a brilliant chemistry student, and you go to a place with bad yeah. tuition. You're not going to get your good grades. You're just not. No matter how brilliant you, you are. You know something? Yeah.
1: I, I, I feel like w- w- what's going on with Man United, and I think it's like a testament to everything. Well, it's not a testament. It's a, it's a it's a fallacy for me from the people upstairs and what they're doing um, with someone like Jaden Sancho, who they've pursued.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, yes,
1: yes, pursued yes. Flo, and. They they've got no plan for him None. to go in the team. It's just like the same as if any other business, if they if some if a for business spent money that flagrantly, yeah, 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 yeah. 40 million on Donny van der Beek, like 70 odd million, 73, 75 million on Jenny Sancho, and they're not playing. You know, you haven't even got a system. They're playing wing backs. How are you gonna you're buying wingers? And it's the disrespect on oh it makes me so, so frustrated. I'm,
2: I'm seeing people, I'm seeing people that haven't watched these players. They haven't seen them. And now you see them on social media going, oh, what do you expect of these people? They're not. These are brilliant footballers made made to be humiliated. Mm. And it's a ritual humiliation because people, because, you know, Solskjaer is a legend and he absolutely is. People are wary of like those critiques. And so then it deflects the players. And I said this before, I know we don't like players apologising online, but I think they're doing it defensively because Mm. they understand they're the ones who get the blame.
0: When is Mm. it going to be too late for Solskjaer? Because it feels like there isn't ever going to be a low enough low at th- this season, really. It's like, what is going to be the final straw? Because every week I'm like, okay, this is the moment. You know what, it's going to be This slow. is it.
2: It's they don't qualify what? for the Champions wow. League. That's all it you is. You think it's that's not, the cut Yeah, that's all it is. So does, we've got to sit not, through
0: yeah. this until then.
2: <laughs> well, you don't have to sit through it. I mean, you can enjoy it. I mean, I like, mean yeah, you can enjoy it.
0: But the yeah, thing is, yeah. I in some ways it's funny, yes, if you're not a Manchester United fan. But like you said, Musa, when you see brilliant young players deprived of minutes, not coached well, literally losing times in their careers. And yeah, we all know that a footballer's careers are not long. This and is a very finite exactly. window. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, when we talk about Jude Bellingham and the fact that Gareth Southgate spoke about why he was left out of the last England squad because he needed a break, because he was developing at such a high rate, same as Mason Greenwood. And then you look at the opposite of Jalen Sancho, where it's like, well, their development and Donny van der Beek, their development is completely stalled because of the decisions of one coach. And like, you can't, I, I can't be happy about that. that that's yeah, that's not funny. That's fan. just yeah, right. miserable. Yeah, it's so it's like, well, surely there's got to be some kind of solution to well, it. Well, the
1: thing is, you say there's got to be a solution to it. And it's blatant. No one's asking for somebody to to be fired and sacked. Of course you're not. But if when you look at what Chelsea I, I I have to keep going back to what Chelsea did with 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 Frank, their great legend. They're great legend, right? It, when, as soon as Abramovich, this is the thing with Abramovich, he doesn't care. If it's not working how he feel, believes it's it should be working, they're out. Yeah, and it he doesn't matter trigger. who is. And you look at Man United, and as much as people continually speak about, he's knitted it all back together. The fans and the players all together with what was going on with Mourinho is breaking everything, and he's done that. There comes a time where somebody upstairs has to say, "We're well, actually, we, we we really need to do something now." We, say, we you mm-hmm. know, we, we have to because everybody's thinking it. Everybody, every single pundit is seeing the same thing: no direction, no coordination, no structure. You know, with great players. And then people say, yeah, but look at Man United, they're what, two points off of this or the three. You say, yes, because their players are amazing. And if they get it right in any situation, they're going to beat teams. But anyone who's organized against Man United, like we saw with Leicester, like we saw what what we saw with Liverpool done to them at Canter, Anyone that's organized with them, like we see Southampton with any team that plays against Man United and organized. You'll, be, you'll cause them a problem, a massive problem, and it shouldn't be happening. And that is simply because the manager has got to his level. Why can't people, I'm looking at Man United, um, ex, like the ex-players, like Rio, Roy Keane, you know what I mean? Like now we're starting to hear stuff. They cannot wait to say this player is not good enough. That player is not good enough. There's, we all say it. This player, well, is he good enough for this team? We say it, and we say it at Canter, we say it like flippantly. This manager has reached his level he has and that's it he that's cannot it. take he can't he can't do it until- he can't
2: and we know and it is, it's obvious but Manchester United is not being run like a football club it is a it's debt a repayment it's, it's, a, a no, it's a debt repayment platform wow <laughs> it is a debt repayment platform expressed <laughs> through a social media machine that is what it is it is a debt repayment it's platform basically, that's, um, it. that's it it's basically bitcoin <laughs> yeah it is it is. Is there the it people
0: equivalent it's of Bitcoin and everyone's being cons? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the, the Man United I'm cryptocurrency gonna, of I'm Vibecoin. There's that people have gotta mine hard to find that because oh, they're running out. They're audio. running out of that currency.
2: Oh my goodness. I
0: think though, I think though that they, there is there is probably warning signs mm. to a lot of the young English talent abroad that actually like don't ET phone home. Wow. Stay where you wow. are, lads, because the grass is greener, it seems like. Because you, you, you could yes, feel, absolutely. you could feel,
1: can you imagine, you know, I know we spoke a little bit about him already, Jaden. said, like, can you imagine what he's, how he's feeling now, even driving in, he's going there, um, he's looking at someone like Donny van der Beek, um, he himself coming into this club, and yeah, he wasn't for the start of it, but coming in, knowing I've come in for the kind of monies where this is it. I've, I've done the work from a, from a young age. You know what I mean? I left, yeah. I, left Ken, I left Kennington, I went to Watford. I left Watford, I went to Manchester. I left Manchester, I went to Germany. I've done all the work to get back here. And then you come up- Ian, he's been catfished. He's been catfished. He's been catfished. catfished. <laughs> <laughs> and so you feel for him, so you look he's at He's been people, catfished. But he's done the work. You look at him, and like you mentioned Jude Bellingham. You look at Jude and it's really interesting because I was, I was reading something the other day where the coach- um, at Birmingham, when he's got to, remember that guy made his debut at sixteen when they were yes, nine points yes. deducted. Fighting, he played forty one mm. games as a sixteen year old, and he said to the yeah. said to the coach that you know I'm, I feel like I'm a number ten, and the reason why he wears number twenty two is because the coach said, "Well, I I see you as a number twenty two because I think you're a ten, a eight, and a four, so that's why he wears the number. Wow. That's why he wears the number twenty two. Amazing. And that's when, amazing. When you watch." Jude Bellingham, in any, any area he finds himself in the midfield, he's doing elite things. He's doing top-end stuff. You know, and I don't mind. I, when, when, he, when he didn't turn up for the England game, I was a little bit worried simply because I'm saying, well, the England games don't come around as frequently as, as the Dortmund games and the intensity of those games. So if he's being rested for the England games, get rest. Get rest. Mm-hmm. Because if we're going to be totally honest, you look at, if we're going to do anything, in the next World Cup with these mm. players and you're looking at uh, a Jude Bellingham, fingers crossed, J- uh, Jaden Sancho and Phil, Phil Foden these guys, Jude Bellingham is going to be a major part of anything we do that's going to have any kind of success. Im well, this is the yeah. thing,
2: Jaden San- Sancho's development was ahead of Phil Foden's. Mm. Like he was a better, at a certain point, he was a better playmaker, in term- not better, but play- in terms of his form, mm and how he was in his trajectory. It was unbelievable. Now you're right. M- to get Misa, fro- do you, yeah, do yeah.
0: you think Pep's having the last laugh though? Because you know when that whole period when everyone was like, Phil Phone's got to start, Phil mm. Phone's got to start, and Pep mm. was like, No, he's not ready, he's mm. not ready and we were like, No, you're a fraud. <laughs> do you I think actually Do you think actually Pep's having the last <laughs> laugh? Because now we're seeing just why important it is. When his not players when has don't Pep get, not get played out. I mean been, it's true. He's laughing he all like, the way to when, the bank, literally.
2: even when like Pep loses People do it by, like, jacking his style. Like, Pep, basically, like, his influence is everywhere. He's like that MC that everyone just rips (laughs) off their flow. Like, oh, like, you know those, those you have your mixtape, it's like, oh, here's a mixtape. Everyone's using Pep's flow. Pep's like, even when I lose, I win. Yes, You know, like, yeah. But I I agree with with Phil Foden, actually. We need to give him some shine, like, just very quickly. Like, Mm. what he's done, Flo, to your point, hasn't it been astonishing? Isn't it like, if you Mm. consider where he was 18 months ago, and now, like, Pep's totally normalised the fact that Phil Foden can play anywhere in five positions in midfield. It's totally. I,
0: I, I was reading a piece that the Athletic did last international window when Bellingham got rested, and they were referencing Alex Ferguson's forward in Michael Owen's book, where he essentially said that Michael Owen's hamstrings were ruined because he didn't he got played too mm. much at eighteen, mm. and he 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 was physically wow. done. And then they you know talked about Wayne Rooney being a similar situation mm. and how actually, when you think about it, like, these guys are actually still physically growing. Like, I know... Like biologically, women stop growing a lot earlier than men. So, like, I stop. I'm I've been five foot three for far too long. But these guys, these guys are still have still got have still like Mason Greenwood could still grow a couple of inches. Like yeah. these guys are not done yet. And I think you forget that mm. you you think about the the mat- the maturity when it comes to like the mentality or the personality and you know the mistake that Mason Greenwood made in Iceland and all that. But you don't actually think about the physical side of things. You think yeah. about the yeah. behaviour, but actually physical there's so much time for these guys that they need to, they need to grow. And you just want to throw them in and be like, play and like, just run. It's actually mad. And then I think that's why we're seeing some of these other players like Mm. Tamori, like Abraham, you know, thrive because there's been patience. Like Tamori didn't get played a whole lot at, at Chelsea. Abraham had those loan spells when Mm. he was ready and like ground it out in the championship, but they've managed to retain like physically quite a lot.
1: Tomori is having a lot of fun in oh Milan as well. A lot mm. of fun. Did you see when he thought, when he thought he scored that goal, did you see his, you see his, his celebration, how <laughs> he went? You could see he's totally in, in, engrossed in everything Italian. I think yes. um, Tammy's the same. You could see how they are. They've got the expressions they're doing. When you look at Tomori, again, Tomori and it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good uh, good question. It's a good to bring them up simply because, Flo, them two players have had to show so much patience. So many, mm-hmm. there'll be so many opportunities where they, so many occasions, I should say, so many occasions where they two have probably sat down and thought, what's happening with me, man? What is happening with me? What's going to happen with me? What's happening with me at Chelsea? How's, how's this going to work out? And they've stayed, they hung in and then you're thinking, well, what's going to happen to them? And then you look at the way that they have gone. Like, for instance, we talk about Tamori and when you hear how, Someone like Paolo Maldini and, Frank, and, and Franco Baresi speak about this guy as not being passed. This guy is literally Italian, the way he defends. You imagine hearing Honestly, that. From
2: them it even sounds like an Italian name, Tomori, to doesn't it? You, imagine- you know what? You look, <laughs> Tomori, to you look, to yourself,
1: <laughs> look at the centre-arms at the moment. Because when he made his debut for Chelsea, I'm thinking, wow, they found one. And then all of a sudden, he's out of the picture. And then he's gone to Italy. He's had to find himself. He's gone there, he's done unbelievably. And now you look at the centre-halves, John Stones, Harry Maguire, definitely he's not playing well. We haven't got anybody who you could say, well, who should we keep? Tyron Ming's not even playing, really, for Villa. He should be playing now. Gareth should be looking at someone like Tamori saying, I'm putting you in. Whoever, whoever it's against.
2: He's on the radar. He's on, yeah. Southgate's smart, he's it's on the radar. To- and the beauty mm-hmm. of it is you watch you watch what they're doing in their leagues. like... Tammy Abraham obviously, like, scored a beautiful goal against Venezia yeah, in the weekend. so pleased because he had for a while. Was- you know, I love, it's the respo- I, I just, when I think of these players, I just think of the bravery, you know, flow as well. Like, imagine you're in that departure lounge, you've left Stamford Bridge, you're in the departure lounge at the airport, just going like, this is better work, like, this next yeah. move has got to, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and that's what's so, the isolation of that, a lot of these players... And I, and I love what the Chelsea guys have done. I love what Mal- Mason Mount's done. Obviously, I love Callum Hudson-Odoi is yes. now coming into his own. That's yes. really exciting to see. And the Kurt last few Zuma,
0: games. Kurt Zuma going to West oh, Ham and yes. thriving. An amazing thriving. Kurt Z- I love
2: yeah. Kurt Zuma. But you know I what's
0: funny? Do you remember when Ashley Cole went to Roma and this whole thing was Ashley Cole being like? more English talent needs to go to Syria or go abroad. And we were like, yeah, whatever, mate. Ha. Like, and he was, he, he was seeing this as kind of outlier because he went to Roma for a bit and it yeah. was still really rare and unique. And now actually it's like, no, you've got to go. You've got to go because you're not getting the right opportunities here because there's so much talent that you're actually not going to mm. get enough opportunities if you stay. And I'm glad that kind of narrative and that culture shift has happened because we shouldn't be looking down at players and saying you can only go play abroad in the latter yes. years of your career. Yeah. You know, yeah. go play in MLS yeah. or whatever. Like it should be start yeah. young. So and, I'm only and laughing. It's just weird for us.
2: I'm only laughing because it's just weird to see us finally embracing the EU. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> EU football, baby. Do you know what I mean? EU it's so weird. Like, and everyone's like, actually,
2: yeah. oh no, the EU. The EU's actually a vibe. It's a vibe. Like, <laughs> yeah. imagine. What, but also, the, imagine the WhatsApp groups flow. You know, there's there's going to be these WhatsApp groups as Ryan's mentioned before where. Players abroad, Yeah. Describing the experience and like people in England going, do you know what, like, what's it like? Cause I'm in the championship and there's a team I'm playing for, it's really good, but I got an offer from this other team and like Serie B who are like, they're just
1: being promoted and like, you know, and what, you know, the those food alone is worth happening. the trip though, oh surely. Goodness,
0: like European yeah. food, like,
1: you know something, it's the place I wanted to go more than anywhere else. Um, Flo, miss, was Italy and AC Milan. Oh my goodness!
0: Did you get any offers and like what happened? My
1: first season at Arsenal, I got one from Nevio Scala at Parma. Oh my goodness! I got, I got, um, it came in. I remember <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> because Jerome Anderson, who was my manager, who was my um, agent at the time. He told me about it, and I was saying, "I'm, I'm interested in that." And it was my first year. I didn't even know what was going on. I said, "It's Italy," because I saw David Platt. There he went to Bari, then he went to Sampdoria, then he went to Juventus. I'm thinking you can move on, and I was thinking oh, I'd love mm. to do that. So when they said that was interesting, I remember Jerome Anderson went in to see George Graham, and all I heard um, when I was I was outside, kind of waiting, um, was just some, "fucking get out," right? <laughs> Fucking George Graham slaughtered him, sent him out, and you know with his towel between his legs, and then he called me in, and then he gave me such a blasting. You want to leave here? I said, no, I didn't say I wanted to leave. He's the one who came in and said he wants to speak to you. You want to leave here? You've just come here. You won the golden boot. We're doing great stuff. You want to fucking leave Arsenal? This is Arsenal. You don't leave Arsenal for Palmer. What the fuck are you thinking? Right, and I said, no, I, I, honestly, that was him. And you know what? It was one of those kind of things where it kind of jolted me because I was genuinely just listening to an agent. You know what I mean? Although it sounded like, oh my mm. God, Italy. And at the time, 90, we're talking 92, 91, 92, Italian football was just it, man. Because I think afterwards they got Fustine, they got Aspria instead. Did you see that Parma team though? That Parma team was incredible. Was that Dino of course. You, that team had
2: everyone. Yeah. But the, yes. the whole era, the, the, the six year run they went on would have coincided with your peak. That would have been wow. very interesting because that Parma was going nose to nose with Juventus.
0: Jeez. It's, it's, there's, there's a sliding doors universe where you go to Parma and the rest oh is a different history. The Parma variant. We'll never know. We played the against Pal- them,
1: <laughs> <laughs> didn't we? We played against them in the Cup was Cup, wasn't it? With, with Alan Smith. That we Palmer played against them stacked. in, what was it, 93, 94? But like it was, but the point I was trying to make is, is that I would have loved to have gone to Italy. Someone like our, like Tammy's gone, like obviously Tamori's gone there. And as a defender, you know, you can see how the Italians would totally just yes. appreciate everything about him, everything about him, how he's defending. Same with Tammy; doesn't stop working. i was so pleased he scored the other day. But when you saw Venezia, uh, Venezia were unbelievable.
2: Yes, yes, yeah. On the counter, you know what I mean. Well. Uh, there's really something exciting.
1: about Tammy being with Jose that makes me really nervous.
0: Mm. Same. It just makes, you know, Same. it just makes
1: me nervous because I think Tammy through, he's gone there for all the right reasons. He's doing everything that's right. But then you've got a manager that feels like he's just a powder cake.
0: But it's just, he's so hot and cold. And that's yeah. the problem is when he arrived, it was all, oh, Tammy this, Tammy that. This is what we've been looking for. He's a talent. He's wanting a generation. The problem with Mourinho is he turns that off mm. and then, you know, he, he treats you like a child he then hates, you know, wow. he'll just discard you like nothing. And that's what really concerns me is if Have your flavour of the vibes. month, yeah, if your flavour of the month, it's fine. But as soon as he loses interest, as soon as things start to turn and it's been tough for Mourinho the last couple of weeks, like things can change so quickly. And that's scary. That mm, scares me. It must
1: be scary for someone like Tammy. I've, I feel for him. I just hope that he can continue doing what he's doing. What excites me I will say is I'm really excited that he's at Roma
2: because I'm not sure how much longer Mourinho will be at Roma in relation to the next like 18 months 2 years I'm not sure if he'll be there you know let's say two seasons uh, a season and a half from now but I think that Roma is absolutely the right place for Tammy Abraham and Syria yeah I think I think yeah you bring you bring in a coach that gets those players. It's funny because Spalletti is now at Napoli. Someone like Spalletti would be perfect, you know, was at Roma before. But someone like a Spalletti type character coming in and taking charge of Roma, that Roma team becomes supercharged, I think. I think it's got some really great pieces. Um, mm. I just think that Mourinho is kind of, I wonder if at some level in the kind of executive, you know, room at Roma, they're like, okay, we're going to tread water at a certain point here, because this is just not working. I
0: Musa, mean, so obviously you watch a lot more Bundesliga than I do. And- what I find quite interesting at the moment is we're kind of seeing the young English talent thrive in Serie A. Mm. But, I mean, Bellingham's obviously mm. doing well at Dortmund. But yeah. I think of the, the Arsenal players that went and played in Germany mm. and none of them really set the world alight, mm. would that be fair to say? Uh, so what do you uh, think that difference is? And yeah. what do you think is going to happen with Sancho? Does it depends he where go you back? go.
2: It's very specifically where you go, actually, Flo. If you want, like... um a team that plays, you know, set piece, counter attack, you go to Union. It's your profile of teams. If you chose, it's not that Reese Nelson didn't, it's just, it's, it's the right team. Like Adam and Luckman got unlucky at Leipzig mm. because the style they were playing was a different, a particular style, mm. right? If he'd gone to a different place, um, something like a Leverkusen, for example, where you can kind of develop, people kind of leave you alone. Leverkusen is a lower profile. Nice attacking, nice pieces. Mm. Good Emil, Emil, when got, Emil was
1: injured when he went there, didn't he? Emil, Emil Smith-Rowe. He was, yeah, it's bad luck. Mm. I mean, look at,
2: look, look at a good example. Look at someone like Gnabry. Gnabry, confidence yes. is low. Went back to Germany, got some amazing coaching uh, under Nagelsmann, I think it was, at Hoffenheim. And just really, just perfected what he was doing. I think it's all about the profile of the player flow. And this is what's so exciting. I think that the great thing about the moves is there's really good teams around people like Tamori. Like, You're like, these are, you know, when you look at that, you think, you know, someone, when Arsenal bought, like, Arsenal's recent transfer business, you're like, someone in that club knows what they're doing to bring those players in, those recent ones. Mm. Same with, like, these players moving abroad. This current crop of English players, it's like the last sort of 18 months, you're like, somebody really knows what's going on. Like, not just Tammy, but also Mm. his team.
1: So guys, seeing you guys on Thursday, Barclays um, Writers House Live, Emma Hayes involved, pundit of the year, Emma Hayes. You know what I mean? For her unbelievable work in the Euros. That was really cool. Um, So it's time for our second Writers House Wall of Fame inductee, someone who was coached by Emma Hayes. And that is the legend Kelly Smith, who joins Jimmy Greaves on the Wall of Fame. Even the other day, I was looking at her stuff when she started, when she was like, what was she? She's 10 and she was at that Garston uh, at the team where she played for in the boys and she was top goal scorer and they got rid of her because she was so good. You know what I mean? And, you know, when you read it and then you read about how shy she was and all this, the problem she, I remember when she was in America, when she went to play for, I can't remember what, Seaton or something, Seaton, I can't remember what his name exactly, but she was so... Set, Seton, Seton Hall, I think, in, Hall. in
0: New jersey And I remember yeah.
1: she won, she, she, she won the player of the year and she's so nervous, so shy she 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 sat in the toilet and didn't go and do a an acceptance speech. With all the all the all the shyness, all the problems she had and everything like that. You know, what I mean her book is amazing. People should read that. I think her, yeah, story, really, really good her book. story really good book should be a film, if I'm gonna to be totally honest. I mean yeah. so I'd love to see you get yeah. your You know, it's sad in a way,
2: it's like I would say someone like her, she's like a forerunner in the sense that like, I feel really sad when I see players who built the game but didn't necessarily get all the kind of the benefits. She's getting some now. I think what's
0: happening with the
1: game and the way it's evolving now. End, yeah. She's getting yeah. it at the back end and what you're hoping, mm. Moose, is that people do continue. Like we're seeing... Um, Ellen White closing in on the record. So people are now taking notice of the fact that, oh, she's taking it from Kelly, Kelly Smith. Oh, Kelly Smith, what's Kelly Smith's story? And then people are checking into Kelly Smith in that way because we are talking about one of the best players we've ever produced. I have to say Marianne Spacey is as well, one of the best players I ever saw. You know, um mm. Hope Powell was good. Brenderson Parry at Fulham. Those were the those are the girls that I used to watch way back in the day. But Kelly Smith, watching Kelly Smith was Unbelievable. She used to get kicked to bits. She used to get kicked to bits. Uh,
0: and I think you can always tell how good a player was by how other people in the game see them. Yes, And yes. when people talk about Kelly Smith, like players she played against, they're like, wow, she Been was one of the best yeah. I ever saw at a major tournament. And I think what's interesting about her story as well, um, righty, like you touched on, is that She was at her peak in that like weird transitional era for women's football where it was like really starting to break Mm. through and she Mm. became like the face of it. But because she is just quite a shy... Um, introverted person. It's like she wasn't almost ready for it in a way. It's like she didn't want to be, she didn't want to be the the torch bearer for women's football. Like that was never something she signed Mm. up to, but now she's kind of fallen. She's had to take on that mantle. And I think in many ways it's like a blessing and a curse, isn't it? Like she's, she's had her own addiction problems that she's spoken about through injury. And it was really difficult to, sort of fight that battle between being like the star of the show the one of the greatest footballers in the world, having all these records, winning literally everything with Arsenal. And Impressive, then it's like, yeah. okay, now you have to be like the spokesperson mm. for women's football. Like at least now the burden and the load is shared a little yeah. bit, which I think for someone like her is probably a relief because it's like, well, now we've got so many players at the top of the game who can all sort of. Build, build the game. It shouldn't just be on one person like her to be like, right, you've got to carry this now, you know?
2: Yeah, the pressure of building a game as well as performing to an elite level, yeah. that's wild. Like, you're, you are, that's so strange. And you know, it's, you know, it's the same, it's the older thing about the analogy about building a plane while flying mm. it.
0: You know, so the technical difference <laughs> yeah, is, is already totally. enough.
2: Um, but it's funny because you look at, actually, I think Kelly Smith played in the first um, major women's game i ever attended, which was the uh, Women's Cup final the mm. 2007. And, I think someone like her, if you look at it, it's so funny how Arsenal have ended up with like these two very sort of quite shy and retiring forwards, incredible really, centre forwards yeah, like sort of yeah. Miedemar. And like, yeah, like, like Kelly Smith and like, you know, Miedemar is like, this, like the forerunner in terms of someone leading the line. And that Arsenal team, I think, just because of the lack of media at that time or the, the huge coverage, it just doesn't get its props. That 0-17 yeah. was absolutely unreal. The one that, yeah, you know, basically one that was at the four, the four
1: titles, mm. I think it was. I remember that was when she, because she came back, Then not she, she? She came back in two, from 2005, I think it's to 2009, I think the record, her record was hundred goals in like 112 games. And I think then she went, she went That's back to America. But she was going, she was coming back for to She was going to America, helping to kind of like promote and build leagues. Then the leagues would just break down. And I remember she, she had a massive problem. She had a massive injury and all this was happening. And this is where the darkness came and the demons you know, the drink, the addiction stuff. Mm. Then she had to come back. And all this time, this is all she wants to do is play. So she's gone out there to try and promote a league. That's not worked. She's had to come back. Then she's done that. Then then she's gone back again. You know what I mean? Her story is amazing. And this is why with the, like I say, with the Wall of Fame, she has to be on it. You know, because obviously I'm very close with with Keller. We're both Barclays ambassadors. And when we sit and talk, i I always feel like yes it was yeah it was pretty tough for me for different reasons for the rejection and that, but to be able to to be somebody who could play like she could play and being a girl and then playing showing everybody that yes, I am amazing, and then you've got the parents and the, who are so intimidated by it that they throw you out of the team and you've literally got nowhere to go you you want to play football I can't imagine it it's like when I listened to Ellen white when she was she's now obviously she's like being nominated for the Ballon d'Or guys. And she was saying, "I, when I was younger, I, I, I didn't even know that this would have been a, a, a profession for me. You know what I mean? Whereas when you're a, a, a boy, you can say, Well, I want to be a professional footballer because the, that the, the, it's in place for you to make the steps to do it. And then these ladies, they haven't yeah. got that. That's the thing, at least the possibility exists. All of you're them right. have got yeah, unbelievable yeah. stories, man. They've got
2: unbelievable stories. This is the thing, isn't it, Flo, as well? Like the possibility at least exists. Like, let's say you're like, you know, a struggling player and you're like not getting your props. You can look in your phone and your agent will have a WhatsApp and be like, look, these, are the 10 clubs that yes. come in for you. And they might yeah. be an undesirable one. If you back yourself, you'll go and be like, you know, I'm going to go there, back myself, and I'll just make something happen. And that's part of the dream of football. That's, that's why it's so exciting football, because it's the mm. possibility. Mm. You look at like, someone like N'Golo Kante, right? Look at his career. You look at how that career has just absolutely mm. rocketed. There are people that used to play with that, or like Mendy, for example. Both, no coincidence, both black players. But um, no, both players who were not regarded that well in the game or that highly in the game or weren't getting props in the game. But the exciting thing for Mendy and Kante, which there isn't for these women's players back then, is there's at least yes. a possibility. Right. There's and there's so many chance. more opportunities, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like so you, your
0: your your career doesn't just disappear because you have one injury or you have yeah. one bad performance at a club. Like there there are more opportunities out there. But I think for me, the standout moments for Kelly Smith, two thousand and seven World Cup, where she famously scored <laughs> that goal and like took off her, yes. her boot. And I think she was wearing I don't know if she was wearing like Predators at the time, Um, but it was like a a very iconic celebration. Um, I think anyone, if they want to have a look, I can't remember the exact game. I think it was, might've been against Japan. Japan. Yeah. yeah. 2007 World Cup. Um, Definitely have a look at that. And then 2009 Euros, when England got to the final, um she was a massive part of that, as was any aluko Luco in in England's yeah. run to the final there. And like those were her peak years, really, I think. Yeah. Those kind of late um late two thousands, early twenty tens. You know, like peak. Mm, you know the theorem. thing, you look
1: at Ellen Ellen White and elite, especially tournament stuff, you know, she she don't mm. she never lets us down in tournament. That's why she'll she'll be there. You know what I mean? You're hoping uh, people like Ebony Salmon and, and, and you know you're, you're, you're hoping that Beth England can kick on and do something and maybe in, you know in, in Russo they, they can all get themselves in a position where they can challenge Ellen White but I can't help but thinking i watched Ellen White and she's nowhere near as dynamic as what Kelly Smith was and i was just thinking Kelly Smith with what Ellen White has got in and around her we're talking about monster monster figures mm. she'll be putting up because she's what three goals behind yeah. her but like what Kelly Smith mm. and how Kelly Smith played with pace, ch- the goals she scored. You know, Helen is very much a, a, a box striker. She in there, movements fantastic, but like I can't imagine what Kelly Smith is hoovering up off of the table, she's leaving it's the nothing. range of the
2: scoring leaving
1: nothing. Honestly, <laughs> <it's just> eating <the laughs> everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. F- Eating everything moves, five leagues, five FA Cups, part of the only English side to win the Women's Champion League, England's record goal scorer. And this is why when I think of it and see that Ellen White's coming up, there's something that makes me think I really wish that um, Kelly Smith had the opportunity to to play at a time where she could really, because she would have been putting up numbers that I just don't think they reach. They just Mm -hmm. don't get anywhere near. And remember 2007 that Emma Hayes was assistant at Arsenal as well. The blueprint, you know
2: exactly yes you know quietly building you know, her a little dossier an empire. <laughs> honestly, just in empire honestly yeah in the background yeah exactly in background. going into the archives
0: filling out exactly. a few dvds you know? and every now and again <laughs> exactly floating them in <laughs> your jacket i gotta say i
1: gotta say um like with emma coming to the house comes to write his house live as well Emma's, oh, I, I can't I, wait I, I swear to god she is a fascinating woman
0: did you see the trolling did you see the trolling yesterday that she did
1: no, no, what did she do? She's I
0: didn't so, see it. She just, I was that, so wrapped up she, with the Wenger stuff. She loves to troll and I love it. <laughs> so she was doing a pretty much press conference for Chelsea's game against Servette and uh, I think it was Jess Creighton from Sky was asking a few questions and she was like, uh, we want to win. And then Jess was like, how are you going to do that? And Emma Hayes was like, by scoring more goals. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just silence. And I was like, "She is a troll. She loves it. She loves to troll and we love it. We lap it up." I can't even hear for. We it. Can't, I can't even, get even it
1: like I'm here for it. Watching doing the euros, the insights that you get. I remember cuz she had to do the code commentary And you know, what I mean, I don't think she, I don't think she'd done it before at that level. I don't think she'd done it before. In fact, she didn't. And like one of the things what she was worried about was she didn't know how she was going to get to see the, the pitch the in its entirety so she could see yeah. the space. And like, when I said, no, 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 you'll get a tactical as well, Emma. You should have seen the diff- uh, energy because she sees things. She was giving me so much insight into movement, what Mason Mount was doing, yeah. what Foden was doing early doors, what we should have been doing, what the midfield, why they're too far back. What was, It was just like...
0: Oh, she, see, yeah. people, she sees it in a crazy she way. She
1: sees it so, yeah. so quickly as well, Flo. It's like an education just sits, yeah. just standing next to her. She'd say stuff and then I'd say, oh my gosh. She'd say, you see where that big space appeared? That's because what's happening is we're not switching it quicker. If we could switch it quicker, like what we saw, what Man, what Man, um, what Man United, what Man City done to Man United. Yes. It's like, what, what man honestly, they switch it so quick, but then because you've got the calibre of player that when the switch happens, they totally rip you to shreds because when the switch happens, you've got players that are good enough to take advantage of the space that's just been opened up. What Man United don't even realise is getting done. You know, and she was saying that this is what can happen and this is why that can happen. That's why he needs to go over here. I was like, this is Her analysis really. of Marat's centre forward play
2: Spain Croatia was absolutely brilliant. It's one of the best things I've yeah, seen. Yeah, that Spain mm. that Incredible. Spain
0: game was probably I think yeah. put the yeah most exactly flow the way she broke it down because it was mesmerising. Everyone was like, yeah. like, yeah. like yeah, unreal. And then when you when we'd had like I don't know Savage the day before or Murphy, oh, everyone me. was like, "Woo, finally we get some we yeah, get but, some knowledge yeah, here.
1: We get some knowledge." And you know yeah. what? You know the thing with it is is what really fucking annoys me is that I wish that these Neanderthals, the the ones who feel those men feel like they own football. Mm they literally not fucking listening to a word she's saying, because if you listen to what she's saying, she's actually giving you unbelievable yeah, insight for free. For, free. But, but Ian, for free. But Ian, you, do need know.
0: To, you need to ask her, you need to ask her yeah. at Righty's House Live. I really want to know where she, like, obviously she's had a, a very long career. She's coached in America, coached under Vic Akers. She's, She's like done her time and, and obviously soaked up a lot of information. But I want to know how she got that good. Like, was it a mm. particular, you know, was it one of her badges where she was like, I just saw things differently? Was it one person who she worked? Because, you know, people would always look to she says working She said her dad under- wanted
1: a boy. She, <laughs> said she, she said her dad wanted a boy and whatever's going to happen, she's going to be, she's going to be something to do. She's going to do something in football. <laughs> That's so funny.
0: Well, there you go. maybe that was it. She was like, this is my mind. But, but it's so, a great many question, people, Flo. so many people we should, looked at, we should Gu- ask that. you know, someone who works with Guardiola is like, oh, I learned it all, you know, Arteta is mm. like, oh, well, he worked with Guardiola. So that's where all his ideas come from. Like, where did, yeah, where did get she get her knowledge from? It yeah, is it we'll Is it in the States? Like. Because that, that's, I don't know. That's, and what's, that's, she that's well. what's she reading like, as yeah. well? What kind of, what's she reading? Yeah, I want to know philosophy? what she's reading. Yeah, all of that. I yeah. know she reads a lot of American college stuff about iconic coaches in there, like Coach K at Duke Basketball. Right. She reads a lot of, of those leadership books from the guys over there because she references a lot in her, um, in her press conferences. But I'd love to know that kind of football, you know, tactician stuff, like, I want to get my hands on those books, yeah, so definitely. I want to know what she's reading. Great
1: question. I know we went into Emma there, but like it, we have to kind of—I'm I'm giving Kelly Smith fl- flowers simply because of uh, greatness, yeah, and the fact that she's going up on the wall of fame as well. Um, and she's somebody that you know, like I say, when you're when you're in and around her, when you're with her, you can still see the shyness. Have you been around her recently, Flo? Have you seen her? Like, very shy, even when she does the television. She, uh, she She's so shy, you could see it. She's got so much to give, but she's constantly fighting with his shyness and that. And it's it's, it's quite cute. It's quite endearing. But I just want her to just like be, because when she was playing, the, the person that she turned into when she went onto the pitch, I was reading one time she got sent off. I think she got, she missed, I think it was the 2007, one of the Champions League finals. She got banned. I think she got banned it was semis for one and game, fight. but when it was she, semis and the sem- yes, fight. that's what it was, wasn't it? She she got banned, so she got banned for one game because I think it was two legs. Um, and then when she was, on, she was telling the she was telling the fans to fuck off and this and that, and then she went, she kicked the fucking referee's door off, and so she got banned for the second game as well because that's the Kelly Smith, that's the Kelly Smith on the pitch that at some stage I would love to have seen because it's not like that was driven by drink or some drunken spat that's when she yeah, that's, that's the energy when she turns into yeah. that into that person I'd really like to find out a lot more about her and a lot more about that person when she's on the pitch and what drove that anger because I remember there was a time when I smashed the referees at West Ham I got sent off against Leeds um, I thought it was very harsh Ian Hart dived and then, you know, you do the chasing the referee for a bit where people say, why don't he just go? Yeah, you sound like you're still angry about it, you sound like you're still angry I'm about so it. I'm so fucking angry about it. And so I was so angry, so angry that I left the pitch. So I told, when they said Kelly Smith done it, I said, oh my God, I'd done the same thing. Kelly Smith, like, well, like with me, I walked off and I was fucking angry. And as I walked in, I just saw the referee's room. I just kicked the door off and just went in there and blacked out, man. I threw all their clothes in the bath. I threw the television against the wall. And then you know what? I came out as I came out the door, and turned around. David Ellery was walking down the corridor, so he saw me. So I actually left West Ham's ground. I took—I just went, took my clothes off the peg, (laughs) just got in the car and went. Oh my (laughs) goodness! Harry called me later on and said, "What the fuck happened? What happened?" And I said, I said, I said yeah, sorry, I kind of I lost it a bit there, the hang me. And you left during <laughs> the game. And it, the it, yeah, I left like as, I left during the game because I knew this is gonna go, this is gonna go wrong. And then the only thing that helped me with all of that when, when I got when the FA, when the FA got involved, was I'd already started anger management. Yeah. And the counselling. So that kind of like helped me because they could see, but like what happened in that particular instance, I totally understand with Kelly because I think it's, it's, it must be something to do with uh, the buildup of the frustrations, maybe from when she was younger, with everything, with me, the frustrations, just being hard done by.
0: Well, also when you have to fight, right? Yes. When, yes. You've, when you've come in yeah. an environment where you have to fight, yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to get rid of you that mentality off, yeah. when that's all yeah. you know. But I, I, the best interviews I've ever had with her is when you do ask her about the peak of her playing days. That's when you get the best out of her. Mm. And like, because you talk about that shyness, but when she can just open up and like her eyes light up and she talks about like those days, Mm. that's when you get the best out of her. And we should get her on the house.
1: Definitely get her on the
2: house. You know, you're lucky. Quick thing I'll have to say before I forget Ian. You're lucky that we're not in the age of social media with this this sending off because can you imagine Ian Wright's oh, left the ground already. We've oh seen my Ian God. Wright. Oh my it God. It's like hit. when
0: Adele Terrap got the bus after QPR lost 6-0 to Fulham. He just went down Fulham Palace Road and, <laughs> and jumped on, on the bus. whatever it was. yeah. <laughs> and like, people still talk about That's that iconic.
1: now. <laughs> Before we go, we've got to talk Emil Smith-Rowe and his ascendancy, his emergence Listen, in the world now, into the England squad. As the socks At go lower, s- his stock rises higher. the stock rises <laughs> higher, yeah, Emil Smith-Rowe being called up. I think, you know, he's somebody that um, spoke to him even last season um, when he was just in and out, just in and out, just before he really blasted in, um, just talking about, he, he, all he spoke about was, I just want to be consistent and I just want to score more goals. You know, and when you, you think about the time that he said that to what he's doing now, he's actually doing it. And what I'm absolutely over the moon with is that he got this massive contract, a lot of money, and it's literally not phased him one bit. That is a fantastic sign. People don't realise that. There's always some kind of, there's always you feel with certain players, it, there's a, there's a drop off because the comfort is now in and they mm. can have anything, mm. they can have anything. And so you find that somewhere along the line, something's kind of softens and they feel a little bit like, mm. Mm. nothing like that with him, nothing like that with Saka. These two guys, what I'm seeing is something that they're not swayed or influenced by anything other than success.
2: It's just exciting and for I think Arsenal. Sa- it's just nice and to and see it's them. It's so exciting it? for Arsenal. Two young so playmakers, and look at where we are. I'm sorry to be harsh about this, but I did say this, like, it was a year ago, people were oh, Arsenal. Look, they're building something quite interesting and quite exciting, I feel. Mm. And I still feel the Yes, You know, Smith, and Saka, they needed that creativity for a while, didn't they, Arsenal? But it was always a question of maybe fitness or just development. And now it's... We're seeing the plan, right? And I think that's why a lot of Arsenal fans, you know, don't what don't, don't, kind of the mood is in the Arsenal camp or the, or the Arsenal community, I'm not sure. But just from the outside, like, I do see a bit more excitement here and there, just because mm. they're seeing there's actually... There's a point to all this. It's a strategy. Yes, It's a bit like Real, Real Sociedad. Real Sociedad, like what they're doing in Spain. And I don't mean this as a comparison to demean Deminas. So I think it's a compliment. Real Sociedad have a plan. You're seeing it now. Developed over excessive managers over time,
1: mm. playing exciting football on the front foot. And we
2: I don't know, it's, it's kind of cool. It's
1: kind of cool I'm to I'm just see. so pleased. My, you know, the, um, the Mikel... The Mikhail Man United, all the stuff that happened, is, is starting to your prophecy, isn't it? Ian? It's well, it's starting to age how you, nicely. How do you? It's age nicely, isn't it? It's We got certain people. Just, let's let's I let's want... let's say this.
2: You got cooked, as we said. <laughs> <laughs> you got absolutely cooked.
1: Deep fried. Deep, deep fried. fried. <laughs> and you know the thing is, I didn't. It wasn't. I wasn't saying it in any maliciously kind of way. I, all I wanted to do was just say, I just love what Mikhail's doing. And I'm just, I just want it to continue. All I want is for Mikel to continue. We're fifth now. It's looking good. Just want it to just continue to just do our stuff, so that that can just live. Just let it live, guys. I saw. So will I say Wednesday, yes, yeah. It's like I feel like it's Christmas for me, with all of us. It's Christmas with you not all there. I can't
0: wait. It's the house is, is like assembled. I can't
1: wait. It's the house is assembled. <laughs> That's what the house is. A, <laughs> so I'll see you guys on Wednesday okay thank you very much uh, for listening to Righty's House um, here on Ringer FC listen it's going to be quite an exciting week Um, got the Righty's House live so I'm looking forward to that but listen have a great time have a great week whatever you're doing enjoy what you're doing and we'll see you soon God bless